this is Sarah. And this is Rob. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode 81. 81. I remember 81. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Do you listeners? Some of you listeners might have been born in 81. Yeah. We have some youngies. We do Hi, Doug. Youngies. I was just seeing if Shirley wanted to get out of the... Oh. Hi, Doug. He's <laughs> doing a little guest appearance. Hi, Doug. Hey, guess what? Rob, what? I'm coming. What do we love? Oh, well, me coming to Chicago. We love Sarah D in Chi Town. Yes, that's an official song. Um, yes. <clears throat> that's all. That's the whole song, though. But yeah, so folks, I'm coming to Chicago um, for a variety of reasons, and one of them is that I'm actually singing in a show. Um, it's a cabaret show by my one of my dear friends, one of Rob's dear friends. She's yeah. a uh, really great uh, and listener now. And listener, she's an accomplished to add that to her credit. Accomplished <laughs> lyricist and um, writer. Her name is Sherry Coons, and she's doing a cabaret of mostly her work for her birthday, and it's one night only. And she asked me to come in and be a guest singer. So that's what I'm going to do. So it's um, Friday night on February 8th at Davenport's cabaret in um chicago on milwaukee it's at eight o'clock on friday the 8th at davenport so i would love to see you guys davenport there is at 1383 north milwaukee which for those of you in chicago that's in wicker park at milwaukee and wood and um you can go to davenport's piano and you can find out the phone number and make reservations that way and reservations would be a really good idea i would recommend sh- them sure that it's going to be sold out and i'm going to do my very best to be there um that evening and um and it's going to be awesome i and i'm really excited i'm just going to say this listeners sarah d one of the best singers one of my favorites in the whole world so it's gonna and it'll just be fun to see each other but while we've got you in town we thought we should also do another listener get together yeah so uh tuesday february 5th we're going to be at hamburger mary's at seven o'clock for a couple of hours. I'd love for you guys to come by, have a drink and whatnot, and say hello. Um, tell them where that is, Robbie. Uh, Hamburger Mary's is in Andersonville. It's at Clark and Balmoral, um, near the um, ghosted site of the Delwood Pickle. Oh. <laughs> we can we can pour one out on the ground for the pot roast from there. I was just talking about this with my coworker, <laughs> Amy. I was, you met Amy. I was, we were talking I've about pot Amy. roast. No, and what, you. I'm lying. I wasn't talking to Amy about it. I was talking to someone else at work. But anyway, I was talking about the pot roast at the Delwood Pickle and how... We've talked about it often on the show and just hoping that someone, somebody someone somewhere... Someone out there. Do, <laughs> do you know the recipe for the Delwood Pickle pot roast? God, I want it so bad. Anyway, we're anyway. going to be at Hamburger Mary's, which also has yummy food and delicious drinks. We're going to be upstairs at Mary's Attic, which is kind of a lounge bar upstairs. Um, that's at the corner of Clark and Balmoral, and we'll be there around seven o'clock, which is nice and early. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll be we'll kind of have the place to ourselves, and so we can uh, chill out on Tuesday night, Tuesday February fifth. Uh, and the info for both of these events will be on our website and in our Facebook group, so you can come check it out and let us know if you're going to come. I would love to see lots and lots of you, and I'm so excited to come and sing. And aren't you excited for some Chicago weather? No, <laughs> no, I kind of it didn't really occur to me when I said I would do this. That uh, what the sinking fuck? In. Yeah, it's, it's it's February in Chicago. Gah, yeah. you know, I the first year that I moved to California, and I'm in the Bay Area, so it's not like I'm in Southern California where it's summer all the time. It gets cold here, but it's still lovely all year for the most part. I 
would make such fun of the local people here my first year here. It's like, oh, you're such a bunch of wimps. This isn't cold. This isn't cold. Now, I'm totally one of them. It took three <laughs> years. And this winter, I just, you know, oh, it's 50. Burr. Oh God, I would kill for 50 right now. Yes, we have lows in the 30s. What gives? Actually, there was snow in the mountains around here. It's the weather's pretty bad for here right now, but I guess I should suck it up because it's gonna be cold in Chicago. Well, I haven't talked to most of the listeners since I was in California uh, last weekend. We were in Palm Springs, and you know it was uh, seventy. And yeah. I, I actually, you know, and everyone there in Palm Springs is like acting like it was winter. Arctic. Like they were, they were wearing like North Face jackets and everything. I, I was literally laying next to a pool. I was like, it's 70, y'all. I, I was so, like, in my board shorts next right. to the pool. Love and it. then we decided to go to the top of a mountain, and we got to the, you know, to you can take, like, this aerial tram in Palm Springs up to the top of this mountain. Love it. And when we got up there, it was all these people playing in snow like it was manna from the heavens. And we literally got there, and uh, my friend Bill turned to Doug and I and was like, this is bullshit. We didn't come to California for this. Let's go. <laughs> and we did. We all just kind of turned on our heels and went right back down the mountain. <laughs> We're like, screw this. And then, of course, when we flew into Chicago, they're like, current temperature is 12 degrees. Oh, God. I mean, I don't and- even have clothes for that anymore. I don't know where those, like, my winter clothes are. Well, you know what I was thinking about for you? You don't, <laughs> not only do you need to have clothes for just hanging out, but you need uh, fancy clothes that are warm. Well, sort of. I mean, well, it, it warm it down, even yeah. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to wear my tube top, but um, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going now. Oh, I know. I mean, a tube top. That's hot. Two, two tube top minimum. <laughs> two tube top. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you guys. I'm so excited to even just be at Davenport's. Oh, I'm I so excited. So it, it must want to cry. I love it. But here's the thing. I don't, I am not looking forward to the temperature, but if it's going to be freaking cold, I want some snow because I don't miss the cold, but I kind of miss the snow. I love snow. You know what? Last night was the beautiful, I've always called it Yonkers snow, department store snow was last night. That kind of crystalline, uh, yes. gorgeous. The big fluffy snow. Yeah, I love and that w- kind of, where it kind of goes as it lands on your face. Well, glasses. and I, I went to take the recycling out last night, and I was like, it was that moment of like walking outside. And I was like, instantly, anytime I see it, I start singing the intro to Winter Wonderland, doing the over the ground lies a mantle of white. Because it was just so beautiful. I'm like, <laughs> heaven so of diamonds. All... You're so oh. cheesy. I am so cheesy. <laughs> My whole life is like an Andy Williams special. That's, that's a, of... funny, but also a little sad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> speaking of funny, I want to talk about a little bit about how much do we love some guilty pleasure TV shows while oh. they're, they're because there's a writer's strike and there's nothing good on TV. Well, we can we'll blame it on the writer's strike for right now, yeah, but don't think I wouldn't told, still be watching. You these. might have seen some of this on our TiVo any time of the year. Well, no, one of them I definitely was last resort, and now it's my new favorite show. And that yes. show, don't judge me, people. <laughs> you can feel it coming at you already. I, I can't because I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that I watched this. Prime. Coming. Well, they don't ever, no one ever sends us those emails. They judge in silence, but I know that they're out there judging. Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, it's not because it's, you know, you, I can't, I like, you know, guys know I like the reality TV, but I don't like the like total train wreck shows like yeah. real life and stuff. This is like has the element of total train wreck because hi, they're addicts, but it's got Dr. Drew. You're in love with him. I am a little bit in love with Dr. Drew. Not no? since. No, not, not you. Not so much. I, I'm not. You know, you, uh, you and I were both in love with Anderson Cooper way back when he just hosted yes. The Mole. <gasps> Wait, did you know The Mole is coming back? Oh, thank God. Sans you know, Anderson the, Cooper, but it is coming back. The Mole back. first season. So good. The best television. It was so good. And Anderson Cooper, oh my God, dreamy dreamboat. Dreamy, and dreamy. funny. And then, and, and then you have Phil on The Amazing Race, also dreamy. Yeah, he's no Anderson Cooper. He's not. But he's okay. But see, the thing I liked about Anderson Cooper on The Mole was that he always seemed to be sort of in on some joke that nobody else was in on. I he had this really f- interesting sort of air about him on that show where he was kind of part of the gang, but then kind of watching from the outside. And it was this weird thing where he was always eating. Did you ever notice that? <laughs> he'd walk up to the group and he'd be eating an apple or a cookie. I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, so Dr. <laughs> Drew is like the, you know, my surrogate Anderson Cooper now that Anderson Cooper is a big fancy schmancy journalist. Um mm-hmm. But Dr. Drew, like, he's a real doctor. You know, he's not a Dr. Phil. God. He is. Right, right. He's a real doctor. He's been, you know, specializing in addict rehabilitation for something like 20 years at this hospital. And I used to love him on Love Line. Oh, Love Line loved it. But Back he just, even he's before so it was smart. a television show, I used to yeah, listen to Love Line. Yeah, the radio. I just, he's so smart. And that's a total turn on to me. Yeah. So, and some of the people on Celebrity Rehab, a little horrifying. And then some of them, like Bridget Nielsen, kind of love her. She totally wants to get her shit together. She's like the mom of the group. She's no nonsense. China kind of bothers me on there, though. Yeah, and you know, in the first episode, which you missed, she kind of pretty much says, I'm not really sure why I'm here. I don't really think my binge drinking is a problem. You know, so I don't really buy her. But um, but Bridget Nielsen, she said, she's like, yeah, look, here's the thing. I'm an alcoholic. And my kids called me on it, and that was it. And now I'm getting my act together, and I appreciate that. But mostly, I just like Dr. Drew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you told me that you liked this show. Yeah, um, and and I found myself stuck in an a hotel room mm-hmm. in um, Indianapolis on Friday night last week, and I thought, I don't, I'm gonna watch a bunch of HBO. Mm-hmm. There was nothing good on, so. For some reason, I you know what I thought? I actually was like, maybe I'll just put some music on. So I turned it to VH1, not remembering that VH1 kind of is not music at all right now. Right, right. So, and when I turned it on, there was Celeb. Is that Rian. what it's on, VH1? See, I don't even know because of the TiVo, right? I just put in the title and I don't exactly. even... It's VH1, part of their celebrity. Oh. Is the name of that whole gauntlet <laughs> of stuff. Which, that's the best part about watching Celeb Rehab is you get all the commercials for Scott Bayo's 45 and having a baby and very my my Brady lady or right I married a Brady what is that show called now see those I have no time for but celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew (laughs) is a step above I know it's not people I know that it's trashy but it's fascinating to me and I like watching the therapy part and you know it's an eye opener. Here's, here's what I thought. Do you think that little Jessica Sierra was drinking a lot when she was on American Idol? I don't know. I don't remember I her. That say, was I'll so be- long ago on the Idol. I don't remember. Well, that was the American Idol season of which I saw the Idols concert tour. Was that season 
too? It was a long time ago, right? Was she was early. Where it was the season that Carrie Underwood and Bo Bice were the two oh, finalists. So, so that was like three. And Nadia maybe. was in it. Nadia, remember Nadia with the big hair, African American girl with the yeah, big hair. Yeah, vaguely. Those kind of. All, um, I successfully extracted myself from the American Idol franchise. I. It's disappointing to me because I would love to talk about it with you. I had to let that one go. It frustrated me. Unlike so the high quality celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. What's wrong with me? People well, I you can't don't, help it. I love it. You don't want anything lukewarm. You either want things high quality or just inexcusably. Well, it's not the thing is it is that, but it's not like surreal life where we're actually watching these people just get all messed up and do crazy uh-huh. stuff. They're in rehab. It's very serious. But, okay. I, I would but I, <laughs> I'm gonna call you on this. I'd rather have some I'd rather have surreal life than Big Brother, and you love Big Brother. I do well. Big I, Brother but that's is again, this I, convoluted drama bullshit. Totally, I agree. I, Big Brother is completely stupid, but it is but a guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. And you know what? That's coming and on in all February. Allowed them. Yeah, and then another guilty pleasure, which isn't really that guilty, is um, Biggest Loser. Oh yeah. Now they're doing uh, that... the Biggest Loser couples. Now there are parts yeah. of it I don't like. I you know the whole when they evict them, they have a you know big refrigerator full of food with the light that goes out like that stuff's stupid but there i love makeover shows and i love before and afters and watching these people and after i love the weigh-ins and i love watching these people just get it together and change their lives and become completely empowered and there's nothing that will make you more motivated to work out than watching people People work out work out until they puke while you're sitting (laughs) on your sofa eating cookies you know, wow, look at them. They're really working like, hard. Wow, I don't know how they do it. I, it, you know, I hats off to those people because that is crazy hardcore what they do. And I just love seeing them just totally take charge of their lives. But mostly I just like before and afters. I love any makeover show. Love yeah. it. I love a follow-up show. I love a follow-up yes! show. Oprah. I love a Susie Orman follow-up show is my favorite thing ever. I like a follow-up show like the Survivor. Re- I like a reunion show. Are you are you excited about the new Survivor that's all-stars versus super fans? I'm kind of I, I don't know. You know what? I, 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 I successfully Well, I successfully extracted myself from the Survivor franchise this last season. I watched two episodes and I was uh, They lost this season too. They lost me with that chicken guy. Oh. And he was the first yeah. episode. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll watch it. It'll depend. I mean, seriously, Celebrity Rehab was one of those things where I had, uh, some friends I know online were talking about it, and I thought, well, that sounds completely stupid. And then I turned the TV on, and it was starting, and I thought, oh, I'll just watch it. Totally was... sucked in. Go down and watch it. I know. Okay. I'm not claiming well, it's good TV, people, but it is enjoyable to me. Well, let's move on to something, okay. um, th- another another topic, and um, something that we love to death um, we love award seasons. It's much like for for like movies. This is like fall premiere season. I love today, the day that we're recording this. The Academy Award nominations were um, announced, and I was thrilled that one of the songs from the movie Once got nominated. And yes. it so deserves it. It's a delightful movie. It's out on DVD right now. And we started actually kind of just Sarah and I chit-chatting about it before we pressed record. And I was like, you know what? Let's just make it a topic. Yes, because I just saw it this weekend. And I have been thinking about it for a couple of days. It was one of those movies where I just just kept thinking about it. It's this tiny little movie. It was made, you know, I think for something crazy like $10,000, you know, with handheld DV cameras and and, – 
and you know but it won one of the big prizes at Sundance last year and ended up getting a pretty good distribution and it's just a delightful movie it's about um this it takes place in Ireland and there's a um sort of down on his luck 30 something singer songwriter who <laughs> who works in his father's vacuum repair store and it's the story about and he, but he's a busker he plays his songs on the street and he meets that's this a good word, busker that's a good word he um really good not word. a good musical by tommy tune <laughs> <laughs> buskers remember uh-huh <laughs> did you know about buskers i did and yes. i'm so glad that you referenced it <laughs> I was just gonna. Re- I was just gonna make this more of a word of the day thing, saying no. the word "buster." I'm making it an obscure Broadway obscure. failures <laughs> reference. You know who probably got that reference? Sherry Coons. Sherry Coons. Got Hi, it. Sherry. I can't wait Hi. to see you. Um, We're gonna come to your show, and so are all of our listeners on Friday. I'm gonna be in your show on Friday, February the eighth. Eight. Is that right? Yes. Eight. Can't wait. But wait. So um, he meets this very this young uh, woman from the Czech Republic who uh, is also sort of a musician. And it's just sort of um, about a week in their lives and how they affect each other. And, and um, I don't want to and... say too much about it because it's just – it's not really – it's not really plot-driven. It's very character-driven. No. And it's just delightful, but it's a musical. Yeah, absolutely. D- we started talking about this earlier. Maybe you can talk to the listeners about this for the anyone who doesn't know the story of the actual actor slat or and and saying actor is kind of a strange thing. They're they're neither of them have done a film before. Well, no, he he was in the commitments. That's how he knew the director. Oh, okay. But you know, like what was that like seventeen years ago or something? And and exactly. um, there was this sort of secu- circuitous route to get these two in the movie, from what I read. And the guy who mm-hmm. plays the main guy was originally tapped to. Um, he was always going to write the music, but there was another right. guy who was going to play the role. It was that guy from Batman Returns who played the evil doctor. His name is like Cillian something, you know that guy? He was supposed mm. to do it. And then this woman, she well, she was only 17 when she made the movie, and she's a musician from a musical family. And Glenn, now I can't think of his last name, um, Haskard, something like that. The guy who plays the guy, that's the character's mm. name. There's the guy and the girl that you don't, they never even have names. Um he had recommended her. He knew her from when she was a child because he knew her father. And um, in the course of filming the movie, they actually fell in love, even though there's a large age difference and um, sort of realized it was sort of a kind of a neat love story within a love story. But the music is it's really, really nice. Um, and the mu- it's a musical, but not no. in the. Not in not in in the like enchanted Sweeney Todd vein. It's a it's a yeah. The, when the, when there's music, it's because they're they, actually playing and singing the music. Because they're musicians. Right. This is a, a a glimpse in. It would it would be as musical as following around any songwriter. Right, and there are a few montages to the music. There's this really great scene where she is trying to write lyrics to one of his songs, and the way they. Um, do it is that she is wearing her headphones, to, you know, with a little Walkman and is sort of singing along, but they show her actually walking down the street. So it's, I don't know. I thought that was, a, you know, that was a really great scene with this really long tracking shot. I just, it's just delightful. It's one of those little surprise gems of a movie. And so. one of those that I, I honestly, the first, um, my roommate, Christine, and I were just talking about this, um, she and I saw it together the last time she was in town mm-hmm. and we had this moment because we had been urged by Doug and by a lot of our other mutual friends. You got to see this. You got to see this. The two of you are very musical. You'll love this. Mm-hmm. And 
And I had this moment of like the first 15 minutes, I kind of turned to her and I was like, so far I haven't understood a word anyone has said. (laughs) <laughs> because the, the accents are really heavy. And mm-hmm. I actually talked about this on PNS because Noah's like, you just got to open up your mind that you don't understand everything and just let yourself yeah. go on the ride. And and I really, I've been thinking about what Noah said. And he was like, and I, and that, that very much defines like who Noah and I are as people. It's like, mm-hmm. I need to understand everything. And Noah's just like, whatever, man, just go on the ride. <laughs> And so um, Doug just told me tonight, he's like, you know that I bought the DVD. We have this. And I'm so I'm like, I'm so excited to go back and watch it again. I know. I kind of didn't. I wanted to watch the special features, but I also yeah, am I, addicted. I'm like, I am obsessed with putting the Netflix movie in the mail the day after I watch it. There's this me weird. too. I love getting the next movie really fast. You know what I love about award season? Going through and finding which ones on the on the nominated list are already available on Netflix. So I have Eastern Promises and La Vie on Rose waiting La for Vian me. La Vie on Rose is in my queue. Can't wait. Do you know who just watched that is uh, Jungle Marge and she said it was terrific. Love Jungle Marge. Um, so people go see, see once, rent it. It's just, I don't know. I thought it was great. I it, Just if you're. And if I you're, think what, what you said was really key that it's one of those movies that. Honestly, it's a slow burn. It may not grab you right away, but I I was think completely you, sucked in. I think you'll be thinking about it for for the a couple of days afterwards. I just the relationship is interesting and I think anyone who And the music. Has, oh my it's god. It's good. But I, for me it was also, you know, part of their emotional relationship is, you know, it's very much based on their collaborative musical relationship and and you know, any of us who have had a relation, you know, a musical relationship with a, an artistic partner, I think can relate to that, but um and, and and again, we don't want to give much away, but yeah. I want to say that there are many kinds of love stories, and it's a love story, and it's oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and it's, I a, want to it's go watch a different it again. kind of love story that's not Hollywoody. No, it's Great. not. It's and it's very. I thought it was beautiful. so real. Yeah. So real. Really, yeah. really good. Um, check it out. Um, here's another thing. How much do we love? <laughs> this is kind of a how much do we hate because you love it when it happens well, to we, someone we, else. We, the the question of our show is how much do we love? It's not that the answer is always yes or tons. Well, we we usually want it to be. And here's the we thing. It it's kind be. of yes. This is yes or tons when it happens to someone else. But how much do you we love when really someone... really when it happens to you. Okay, ready? <laughs> how much do we love when someone splits their pants? <laughs> hey, Rob, has that happened to you lately? Happened to me this afternoon, Sarah. <laughs> I would like to say that a decent pair of Levi's jeans I've only had for a year are now sitting on a quilt rack at the foot of my bed. What were you doing? Well, I just started rehearsals for a little musical by Rodgers and Hammerstein called Carousel. Mm -hmm. It is a widely known fact in the Chicago theater community, and I hope the whole world that I'm not a dancer. I've never claimed to be a dancer. Right. I don't audition for shows that make me dance. I um, I have suffered my way through many a dance call. Right. I have given it the college try at many dance classes. It's just not what I do. I'm with you. And I, I actually have done quite a bit of dancing in shows, but I never think I'm you good at it. dance much more than I do. I and still hate it. Hello, I private dance audition for Anne Ryan King. <laughs> A great story, which you have to tell on the air. That's sometimes. pretty much the story. Out of because of some D total had a private dance call for Anne and Ryan King. King, and it wasn't. I thought Who it looked was a little bit like Riff Raff from 
Rocky Horror she did. by the time she saw her. I don't I could have split my pants that day because I was not prepared to to dance, right? I thought it was a movement call, but sadly there'd been some kind of cross connection mixed signals where they actually were seeing me just i call it the dinosaur that comes in and mixes everybody's headshots up (laughs) somehow i was there to be seen as like the featured dancer that they didn't even hire like an actor dancer for they hired like a a ballerina for and i had to do this combination you are dream lori you are dream lori and then but i like this i could have done dream lori compared to what i had (laughs) <laughs> they had to hire a concert dancer for this. Yes. And it was just me and Anne Ranking. I'm still on hold for that role, by the way. They called me and put me on hold. Shut up. And then they never took me off hold. Shut up. I can't. Shut up. Yes. I'm still on hold. You're listening to Xantex. Your career. Your, your, what is it? Muzak. Yeah. God. You're like listening to like on hold music for well, your no, career. So for sometimes when you have an audition, then they'll call you back and you know on the phone and they'll say, okay, we can't make you an offer right now, but we want to keep you on hold, which means you're still being considered. So don't take another job without letting us know. But then sure. they call and tell you that you're they're either making you the offer or you're released. I got a call the next day from the casting guy. This is at the Goodman. It was kind of a big deal. And I was cracking up when I answered the phone because I thought he was calling to say, thank you for coming in. Sorry about the mix up. <laughs> and <laughs> instead sorry about the mix-up right i mean i sang my ass off right and ranking was like oh yeah. i wish i could sing like you you know that i at least got to to you know redeem myself in some way but um wow actually after i did the dance because i told her before and i said i think there may be some sort of mistake i was aware that <laughs> i was under the impression this would be sort of jazz square type movement and um, and I said, I'm going to give it a whirl, literally. And she laughed. And then when I finished, she said, this is what she said. Well, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> that was her response. Or maybe oh. not as bad as I thought it would be. Something really roundabout. She was very nice to me. But anyway, I didn't mean to, to um, hijack your splitting your hijack. pants. No, it's, it's fine. There's not much to tell. Oh. Here's what. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been cast in Carousel, which does have a ballet and does have a lot of movement. But... I'm cast in an appropriate role for me, a.k.a. someone who doesn't dance. Right. But this is, of course, at, like, a touchy-feely theater where, like, we're all going to roll in the mud for, like, three months until we find characters. So they're like, we want a full company call for the the dance of uh, June is busting that all over. I'm like, well, I'm not in that number. Right. And they're like, well, we want the full company there. Because, you know, you don't... So myself and the woman playing Julie who is a dancer more than I am, but Mm -hmm. still is also like, I'm actually more of a singer. Right. (laughs) Like like both of us. And she just had a baby like three days ago or something. And she's like, really? Is this Johanna? Yeah. They're like, they're like, come prepared to move. She's like lactating. She's like, really? I don't know if I should be stretching. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and so they say, come prepared to move. Now this is me. I'm, I'm 34. I'm not new at this. So now, like, when I go to auditions and they're like, come prepared to move, I wear jeans and cowboy boots. Right. Because you like, put it I, out there that you're I like, am, no, I'm not showing up in some stretch pants to imply that I'm actually going to be good at this. The worst thing I could do is show up in, like, soft pants and, <laughs> and jazz shoes. Right. The worst. Because I'm like, look at Lindley and his dance skins. Right. <laughs> you know? Totally. And they're like, do that because then they think you're just having an off day. Right. I want to let them know immediately. Right. I'm, okay. No, I'm Do wearing my... Do not expect much from me. That's what the outfit says. My my outfit said, 
argyle sweater, skinny jeans, and <laughs> like and, and the Prada, Prada boots, boots right? yeah, totally. the red Prada ankle boots. Fuck you! I'm not doing this. <laughs> so they totally are singling me out. The whole company, and they're like, "Come on, uh, get your booty out, a tailbone up." When we're dancing, we keep our stomachs in. I'm like. I'm not pushing my stomach out. I'm fat. I drink too much. <laughs> Shut up. Leave me alone. I'm Mr. Snow. He doesn't dance. <laughs> Fuck <I'm>... you. <laughs> and then they come to a part where like, now we're going to do this thing that's like five, six, seven, eight, and lunge, then pretzel, then attitude. And and <laughs> I wish I could draw a, like a flip book of what it looked like. Oh, no. But as soon as I did the first <laughs> lunge, my pants just go... <laughs> And Doug is working on this project as well. So he's like, of course, it's partly because I'm so attracted to you that that's where my eyes are. He's like, but I saw the denim just be like, we're out of here. We give up. Were you at least wearing underwear? Yes, thank God. And thank God I was wearing like boy cut, like. Right. Because yesterday I had on less. (laughs) (laughs) I was all going to say there was less. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just put my pants at a catering gig once. Were I with you for that? <laughs> so I had these like just tired old. <laughs> these... <laughs> Why does that make me laugh so hard? I said to like put my apron on backwards. <laughs> I think I was maybe I've been wearing a thong. Like there was a it was bad. It's a bad situation. So I had like two or three pairs of tired old black slacks I would wear for catering. Which is the catering reserves. It's like right. worse than laundry Pants day reserves. Pants that I would never wear for anything other than catering. And then one day... They're you know, usually like a silhouette from 18 years ago. Yes. I've got this pair of ble- black Z Cavariches I thought I'd wear. <laughs> oh, they're perfect. Let me put on my tuxedo shirt. Right. <laughs> I'm good to go. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. That's, Where was it? Catering I, pants never quite fit right either. No. And they're so gross because you get all sweaty and gross, but they're dry clean only. So you have to wear them a few times. So, you know, they might have a, they have, might have a napkin with a lamb chop bone in the, in the pocket from the last. <laughs> and then you're there and you know, you're going to be there for five hours. And all you're doing is walking around and helping and serving and standing and squatting and picking things up. And <laughs> I, I feel like I had to put another apron on backwards. I can't remember. I remember what the resolution was, but I remember. And thus invented the skirt with jeans underneath it look. Yes, that was me. You guys that can all there. thank me for that. Oh, this pants split. I was on stage um, in a production of The Nerd when the guy playing The Nerd, who <laughs> was our friend Rod, who, you know, who was wearing these really, really tight pants. Super tight. Well, many of our listeners are going to know. I know. I know Christine, my roommate, knows Rod. And yes. So Dude. So I was playing Tansy and he was playing the nerd. There's just about three or four of us in the play. And there's a scene where he's jumping around totally crazy and he splits his pants and he has no idea, but everyone no. on stage and everyone in the audience, cause this is this, this is in the round. This is the same theater where the back of the, the with the wizard of Oz thing happened, which is kind yes. of the equivalent. Yes. That's the skirt equivalent of splitting the your skirt pants. Equivalent. <laughs> right. It's the same place, right? So it's in the round. There's no hiding. But he has no idea. And he doesn't leave the stage until the end of the play. So we all keep coming on and off stage and we're dying. And then there's a scene toward the end where he is like leaning over and he's playing up the fact that he's got these ridiculously tight pants on and he's unaware that they're totally split. And luckily he was wearing like white, you know, white cotton undies. But he's leaning out a window 
like kind of bent over with I, his, you know, with his back arched and his butt just totally sticking out. And we were dying. And he was like, what? What is it? Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> pant splitting. People, do you have good pant splitting stories? We want to hear this them. Is what, this is, we come to you with something that today I don't love so much. But when you do it in front of me, listeners, I will love. And you'll so laugh at that story sit- later. Oh, I'm laughing at it already. Yeah, no, that's I'm pretty darn like, funny. Please. Everybody else was in like their fun, trendy, Abercrombie and Fitch soft pants. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not, in my this isn't tired what Levi's. Who well, just, they today. They were like, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> done. Well, maybe that was what you needed to get out of dance, the calls for the rest of the rehearsal process. Well, you know what? And if that if that got me out of doing the dream ballet... So be it. So be it. <laughs> oh, people. Pants people, splitting. People. I've forgotten about that catering thing. I'm trying to remember where exactly I it was. I don't think it was with me. I would have remembered. No, you would have remembered. I think I only could tell. There was. I think I was so mortified. That I only told a woman. I don't I remember. But I had the fabulous picture that I think you took of me of us at a catering gig where they were like, this bottle of Chardonnay is open. What are we going to do with it? Oh, and yes. I just... Put it right to my lips and finished it. That's I'm on like, my Mo blog. I, I love it. It's yes. my We're classy. Chugging yeah. wine out of a bottle. Well, we're out of time, I think. So we're going to save our third topic for the next show because it's a good one. Yes. Um, so let us know. Have you split your pants lately? Um, and is Dr. You... Drew sexy? Am I crazy, people? I think he's a dreamboat. Well, he's like salt with a tiny bit of pepper. Yes. That's nice. Oh, it's cute. Oh, and then, and then at one, he's always wearing his like khakis and his button down shirt. But then at one point in one, in this last episode, he was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Nice little shape there, Dr. Drew. Thank you over the edge a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) And listeners, if you're in the Chicago land area, you've got two amazing opportunities to. (laughs) Amazing. They're going to have a drink with us. There's going to be confetti guns. There will uh, be confetti guns. At both events. (laughs) Or just me. Right. I might be sick. <laughs> One of the two will happen. So if I can't make it to either event, I'll send confetti uh, guns in my loo. In your stead? Okay. Yes. So um, um, Tuesday, February the 5th. 4th. 4th, I'm sorry. Uh, 5th. Uh, You're right. It's the 5th. Tuesday. Whatever fifth. that Tuesday is. It's the 5th. We'll be at Hamburger Mary's at 7 p.m. And um, we'll be hanging out there, having some beverages, and just shooting the shit maybe i'll bring catchphrase with me because nice. <laughs> it's we can totally just hang out yeah. so don't don't be nervous don't be shy just come see us come hang out with us and then on that friday the 8th uh, davenport's piano bar and cabaret is doing sherry coon's show it's about time which sarah davis is performing in and i will be there um as a audience member oh, that's and davenport you know what? um uh, and she will be accompanied by Becky Menzi, who I believe is also a listener. That's right. And, was it uh, and if time? you want to have a little preview of what to, what you're going to get, um, go to the iTunes Music Store and look up Becky Menzi and download the song Surprise Me, which was written by Sherry Coons and Becky Menzi. And I will and, be singing it, actually. Did you know that? I did not know you were yeah. going to sing that, but that yeah. is that is actually kind of like one of – Doug and I have a couple songs that are just like our songs, mm-hmm. and that's one of Songs. Hey, like, well, I'm I, singing it. I'm getting a little like welled up just even saying it out loud. It, it's a beautiful song. 
And I would love if everyone just went to iTunes in in all of you out of town. I'll put a link for a link to the song on the iTunes Music Store on how much do we love also? Yeah, because you should. Becky Menzies is also one of our most favorite people. She's freaking ridiculous and amazing. Ridiculous. Yes, We're and there and there are other guests. Tony Gibson's going to be singing. Who I can't wait to see. Ah. And Steve Wallum is going to be singing. Walla, the funniest man in Chicago. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. So um, that's the deal. Um, and send us your pants splitting stories, <laughs> please. <laughs> and maybe I'll split my pants again at b- both events. I might do it during the show because we're frankly, all lucky. <laughs> I've got a little winter weight. You and, and me both, sister. Negotiated yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.